Hello and welcome to Hope for the Introvert. If you've ever wondered how an introvert temperament can be compatible with leadership, then you're in the right place. Join us as we chat with introverts who are leaders and influencers in their various fields. They talk about the challenges they face, as well as the ways they feel their temperament has contributed to their success. Our host is Ben Welk, an introverted leader himself, working as a programme manager in the Information Security Office at the Rochester Institute of Technology. He's also leader of the Society for Technical Communication and a member of the EDUCALS Higher Education Information Security Council Awareness and Training Working Group. You can contact Ben at ben at hopefortheintrovert.com or on Twitter at hopeintrovert. Support Hope for the Introvert on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash hopefortheintrovert. Joining us today is Marcy Phelps. As the founder and president of Denver-based Marcy Phelps and Associates, Inc., formerly Phelps Research, Inc., Marcy helps clients manage risk and prevent fraud. She started her firm in 2000 after earning a master's degree in library and information services from the University of Denver and is a Colorado licensed private investigator and a certified fraud examiner. You can contact Marcy through the blog or on LinkedIn as Marcy Phelps. I encourage our listeners to visit hopefortheintrovert.com where you'll find complete show notes, including a transcript of today's conversation. Welcome back, Marcy. I'm looking forward to additional conversation. We haven't really gotten into it. You mentioned AIIP, that Association of Independent Information Professionals. What you didn't mention at the time when you mentioned earlier in the conversation was that you're actually a past president and currently a director for the organization? No, I, I, I was the director and then I became the president a few years after that. What led you into doing that and Professional organizations have a little bit different cultures depending on the organization. Was this something you had an opponent? Did you have to actively campaign? Or is it quieter than that? I know when I ran for vice president of the Society for Technical Communication, I probably made a lot more noise in terms of campaigning than most other people have which I've had mixed feelings about since. But I'm curious what you found that experience like from one deciding that you wanted to become a candidate for either the board or the presidency and what it was like going through that whole campaign in a sense. Well, I was pretty lucky. It's very low key in AIIP. Before I ran for president, the role was uncontested. The board selected the president, the candidate, and then the membership votes yay or nay. The year I was asked by the board to run, they changed the policies and procedures, and they allowed 
nominations from the floor, including self-nomination. So I was the first president to run in a contested election, so it's funny you should mention that. And it, I immediately felt awkward about it. But then I realized it, it wasn't a real campaign. I needed to put out a few messages about myself and my plans for the presidency if I was elected. Even that felt a little odd, I have to say. But it was very low-key, so I was lucky. I wound up being elected, so I didn't really have to do too much. But it was awkward, though. Excuse me. It was awkward because it was the first time it had ever happened in the association, so nobody quite knew what to do with it. <laughs> That's funny. What happens with STC on the local level with chapters, it's very rare that there are contested elections. It's, it's difficult enough to get people who are willing to serve. But at the society level, for some of the positions, there are always multiple candidates, especially for the vice president, president, immediate past president sequence. But for some of the other positions, they will often sometimes decide just to have the one candidate, and then it's a yay or nay. But it is interesting how these organizations are different. So one of the things I found, and I've found now that I'm on the board, and this is my second term on the board with STC, that does give me a different role when I go to a conference. And I'm not able to not be engaged with people there. So I have to make a point of making sure that I am stepping outside my comfort zone and engaging people there. I want them to feel welcome. Yeah, it is different when you go with a specific role. Well, and I have to say, AIIP is a very unique association. We're smaller, and we don't have chapters, so our annual conference is the big deal. It's like going to hang out with family. It really is. It's a smaller group. We spend the first hour of the conference. Everybody comes up and gives their 30-second introduction. It's very easy for an introvert to mix and mingle at an AIIP conference. It's, it's very intimate and like family. Okay, great. So one of the questions that I have, and for our listeners, one of the things that we do with these podcasts is provide our guests with a structure of the things that we're going to talk about so it's not very, very awkward. But we started touching on this already, but besides being the past president and a past director for AIIP, in what other ways do you feel like you've been an influencer or leader outside of that organization or inside of it, either way? Well, in AIIP, I am also, I I'm a mentor. We have a mentoring program, and I'm currently mentoring another private investigator. Not everybody in AIIP is an investigator, but we were connected because of that. So that is one type of leadership role, and I, I, I think it's a great one for introverts because 
we are so good at one-on-one and listening and hearing what people need. So that's been very rewarding, especially this mentee. He's very, very sharp, and I I, I think I'm learning more uh, than he might be. But that's a, a really great way to get into a leadership role. Also, as a solopreneur, I bring in subcontractors to work with me. I have one subcontractor on a regular basis and then others that I bring in when I need help on a specific topic. Verifying a degree from a very small Swedish university where no one speaks English, that kind of thing. Managing, recruiting, managing, and managing the quality. I, that's that's another leadership role, I think, outside of association work. I used to play golf, and there was only day leagues for women, and I was frustrated because there were several of us who worked, so I put together a league for uh, in the evening for people who work during the day. So those kinds of things. Okay, great. And it's interesting what you were saying about your current mentee and what you're learning from him. I have found the same thing through every mentoring experience that I've been part of. The assumption from the outside, I think, is always that they're one way, but I've never found it to be that way. I've found them to be well, not only the rewarding fact of feeling like you're helping somebody along in their career, but also the fact that I benefit from those conversations as well. Absolutely, Ben. I learn something new from every mentee, even the ones that don't work out really well. They, they kind of confirm what I need to know about running a business. So I learn from the smart people who are doing really well. And then I learned from even the not so great experiences. Another question for you. And the podcast essentially is part of our whole reason for doing this is to help people who are leaders and introverts. What recommendations do you have for introverts who want to become influencers or leaders? Well, I recommend probably starting small. Just get involved in an organization that you feel comfortable with and start volunteering on a smaller committee with them and getting involved and meeting people that way. That is, volunteering is a fabulous way to get to know people and work your way up maybe to chairing a committee or, or something like that or serving on the board of a smaller association. I think mentoring, again, something face-to-face or small group like that is probably just start small and work up. And you'd be surprised. Leadership, I don't think, requires that you have to be an extrovert. I think Leadership, introverts are good at leadership, and we shouldn't be scared by it. And that kind of takes us to another focus on this. 
a lot of the, I don't know if it's press or things that are out there, and I know I had a friend share an article with me today. There seems to be a perception that being introverted is a handicap or a weakness and not a strength. What is your perspective on that? That one uh, really annoys me. But I thought it was too. I thought it was something I had to overcome and there was something wrong with me until I read that book, Quiet, by Susan Cain, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. I love that book. And I highly recommend it because I kind of found it empowering because she emphasizes that theme that this is not a defect or a handicap that you need to overcome. You have to adapt and you have to make it work for you, but it's not something I need to apologize for anymore. I really, I found that book very empowering in that way. Yeah, and I would say that I did too. I read it, I think, the year it came out, and it was just, I describe it as transformative Mm -hmm. because it, and I'm not sure how I felt about being introverted either way before that, but I've talked to so many people the first time they go through that book or the first time they're exposed to any of the current writing around introverts and leadership or anything like that, how different they feel just that it's like a weight is lifted off of them and they understand that they have strengths which are every bit equal or sometimes better than some other leadership characteristics that are out there. And I think they find it empowering. I think it's a great word for it. It's been a great, it's kind of been the introvert manifesto over the last decade. I think it's a big relief. I I don't think I mentioned this to you earlier, but I used to have a blog called Power Networking for Introverts because my friends encouraged me to do that because they thought I was so great at networking, even though I was an introvert. And I wrote about that concept in one of my posts, and the response was incredible. People saying, thank you, this was a huge relief. I thought there was something wrong with me. So that was really, that was striking. That was striking. Now, is that post still available? No, I took that all down. That was Ah. a very, very long time ago. But I I may, you've given me an idea for (laughs) something to write about. So when you get that posted or whatever you're going to end up doing, let me know and I will provide a link to it. Okay. Because like you've said, for me, the most amazing part of this whole journey and starting to work on leadership and introversion has really been seeing what a huge difference it can make in people's lives. And that in many ways was unexpected, even though I knew it had made a big difference for me in terms of how I understood how I could be a leader and things like that. What I didn't realize is how dramatic a change it can make for people when they realize that what they believe has been a handicap 
can actually be turned into a strength. Yes, yes. And, and isn't it amazing the power of the content you put out there sometimes? Sometimes you, you never realize the effect it's going to have on somebody. So I have a question for you that I did not put on the questionnaire. Marcy, what is one thing about you that people would be surprised to learn? And you can take a minute and think about it. Oh, boy. I have a black belt in Taekwondo. I haven't practiced Taekwondo in a long time, but I did obtain my first degree black belt some time ago. Well, that's awesome. I certainly had no idea of that. <laughs> that was hard. I had a hard time with the sparring part. Having the intent of striking somebody. That I had trouble with that. That's not necessarily intent. You, the intent is to defend yourself, but you have to sometimes strike others to do that. And um, I had a hard time with that. I was raised, you know, you're not supposed to hit people. And, um, <laughs> but I loved it. I loved the discipline. And it was something to do with my young sons. It's not a lot of things mothers can do with their sons. That's, you know, sports wise. So, so that's one thing. I don't know. I'm pretty open. I, I, <laughs> I, there's not much that people don't know about me because I write and I'm, I'm pretty, you know, much of what you see is what you get kind of person. Okay, great. So any other parting thoughts? Parting thoughts. Just, again, uh, focus on your strength as an introvert because we have so many and very valuable strengths. Like Susan Cain says, it's, it's kind of a noisy world and, and we are quiet uh, can be very powerful. And also remember that there are workarounds, just, just like in technology, when something doesn't work, we find a workaround. It, our introversion, we just find a workaround. I know in my business, I have to get out there and be with people and interact. So I just make it happen by figuring out my workarounds. Okay, sounds great. Thank you, Marcy, for a great interview. Thank you for joining us today on Hope for the Introvert. We hope you feel inspired and encouraged by today's discussion. You can find out more about introverted leadership and this podcast at hopefortheintrovert.com. And if you have any questions or comments on what you've heard, Ben would love to hear from you. Contact him at ben at hopefortheintrovert.com or on Twitter at Hope Introvert. And join us next time. Support Hope for the Introvert on Patreon. You'll love the rewards. From a discount on merchandise to joining the online community of introverted leaders like you, there's something for everyone. You could even join Ben as a guest on the podcast. We appreciate your support. You can find us at patreon.com slash hope for the introvert.